Saturday night here in New Jersey. <laughs> I did go out last night. I'm going out during the day tomorrow. So I am taking it easy tonight on this Saturday, recording an episode with my cup of tea like an 83-year-old woman. Amazing, folks. <laughs> Also gearing up for the Game of Thrones finale. I know you guys are all pumped and excited. Well, actually, when this episode comes out, the finale will have already taken place. So while you guys are listening to this, you already know what happens. But as I record this, I have no idea what's going to happen. Now let's talk about this for a second. I became a fan, a big fan, I would say mid-season last season I talked about this in one of my earlier episodes. I'm not like a diehard fan. I do know what's going on. I know the characters. One weekend, like a few years ago, I did sit and watch the entire first season. I was very intrigued, but then I got um, ADD and did not watch the rest of it. But did keep up as best as I possibly could. I watched in the background when Steve was watching episodes. And then last season... I did start to get a little bit more into it. I watched the entire, most of the entire season last season. I've been watching all of this season. I don't really understand why people are all in an uproar about this season. Everyone's saying it's like the worst season of Game of Thrones. I actually think it's pretty good. But this is coming from somebody that hasn't watched all the other seasons. But people are signing these stupid ass petitions, getting... um people to sign the petition and asking for the Game of Thrones producers and directors to remake the whole season. Uh, There's a lot of morons out there and that's never going to happen. So don't waste your time putting your name on something like this. That's absolutely ridiculous and absurd. But I do think this is a pretty good season. I think all of the battle episodes have been fantastic. I think the characters have been fantastic. I think the whole story arc with Daenerys now becoming evil is pretty interesting to watch. Uh, I was disappointed about Cersei and Jaime's death. Uh, I've always been a fan of evil Queen Cersei. I think she's actually really great. Uh, it says a lot about me. I did read something that the actress Lena Hetty Hetty, I think that's her to pronounce her name. She got paid a million dollars an episode this season to literally just stare out the window and drink wine. She literally did that for uh, the entire season up until her final demise. And I think that is fucking brilliant. I uh, think she is goals. (laughs) Hashtag goals. I bow down to her. I am convinced this is every woman's dream to get paid a million dollars to stand and stare out the window drinking some wine. All hail Queen Cersei. Yes, Queen. Amazing. Bravo brilliant mazel tov on being one of the best characters on television we will miss you (laughs) um but let's talk about this finale go back circling back to the finale what's gonna happen well like i said when this episode comes out we all know what's gonna happen but i'm just gonna take some guesses i think that 
I think that Sansa is going to take some sort of crown. Also, one of my other favorites. She is great. Such a badass. I think she's going to either be the ruler of the North or the ruler of all of the kingdoms. Who knows? I think her and Tyrion, something's going to happen with her and Tyrion, and they're going to take over in some way. I think Daenerys is going to die. I actually think... John, I've been hearing all these things and reading all these things that John's going to have some sort of suicide mission where he goes down with the dragons and he kills the dragons when or while, not when, while Arya goes and kills her. I think that could happen. Uh, Yeah, I think that could happen. I also think something with Sansa and Tyrion taking over is going to happen. I also think that Jamie Lannister is not dead. I am convinced that he is still alive. I am convinced he is going to come back for the finale. And I am convinced he's going to play a part in Daenerys' death. I think he's going to help everybody out in killing her in some way. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's dead at all. And you heard it here first on Lax Awareness. So <laughs> we'll see, folks. Uh, but all hail uh, Queen Cersei. We're going to miss her. Thank you for showing us that if you want to be lazy and stare out the window and drink wine and make money while doing it, there is a shot that you can do that. Okay, I want to get into some more queens that have come up this past week. Got the queen of Charleston, South Carolina, who made her presence back on our screens this week, Miss Catherine Dennis of Southern Charm, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I also want to talk about how she's not really the queen. She's more the duchess, the duchess and her uh, baby boy that was born. And I have an interesting story that I want to get into uh, specifically about Miss Markle. But first, I want to talk about something that has been bothering me and came up today that I want to put out there in the Lax Awareness Podcast universe. So here's the deal. I go to this class. uh, I try to go at least a few times a month to a studio in Hoboken. I'm not going to say the name of the studio because I want to continue to be a uh, person who attends these classes at the studio because I'm about to say something that's not very nice. So I go to the studio to take some uh, gym uh, themed classes. <laughs> uh, the studio is great. The classes are great. The staff is very nice it's clean it's a wonderful place to go it's a studio that has a lot of locations within the state of New Jersey but this one class I go to I always go on either a Saturday or Sunday because the class is in Hoboken but it's uh not that close to my apartment so it's a little bit of a walk it's about a 20 to 25 minute walk so I only go on the weekends this class I go to the teacher that teaches it I would say is one of the happiest, smiliest individuals I have ever met in my entire life. Now, when people say this, usually you're like, oh, that's so nice and so sweet. She's so happy. She's so jolly. She's so smiley. She loves herself. She loves her life. Great. But this girl is like over the top happy, like to a point where you just want to literally look at her and like slap her in the face. Her voice is a high screeching pitched voice. She is always jumping around, always saying hi, always, uh, always fucking happy. 
to a point where it's sickening and ridiculous. Now, I know if you're a gym teacher of some sort, whether you teach a spin class or a dance class or a Pilates class, you have to have some sort of energy and some sort of happiness. I totally get it. But this is like on another fucking level and it's gotten to a point where I'm really starting to consider whether I want to go back to the studio and it's a shame because I actually really like this studio and really like the uh, classes they offer as a whole. But I cannot stand this woman. I can't. I, I've never seen happiness like this. It's like if you all watch Vanderpump Rules, because I know a lot of you Bravo people out there, if you watch Vanderpump Rules, it's like Britney times 427. It's unreal. And I just would like to put that out in the universe. If you are this happy and this jolly, it is very annoying. It is very obnoxious. And most people in the world do not like it. I feel like if I ever walked into a party or walked into a room with a group of people and it was a group of really ecstatic, happy, bubbly, crazy, happy people and about two or three normal, you know, people that, yeah, they like their life, but, you know, they're, they like to bitch and complain, but they're witty and sarcastic and, you know, they're in the corner just being chill. I want to hang out with those people. I don't want to hang out with these people that th- their smile is painted on their face so big that they look like a fucking serial killer. And that's what this girl is. And I just wanted to say that if you think that being one of these types of people is the way to go, it's not people. You need to look in word <laughs> and just understand that it is fucking annoying thank you that is my PSA this week that I really really needed to get off my chest okay so let's talk about the brand new royal baby his name is Archie I think that's great mazel tov to um Prince Harry and Meg Miss Meg, my Meg. If I ever mentioned this in the podcast before, I think I might have or I might not have. But long before Meghan Markle was the Meghan Markle, she was a little unknown actress on a small little show called Suits on the USA Network that both Steve and I loved. And we were probably one of the few people in the United States of America that were fans of hers. <laughs> I knew about Meghan Markle before I would say 80% of the world knew about Meghan Markle. I loved her. I followed her blog that she had called The Tig. It was on Instagram and there was a website. It was uh, it was kind of goopy. It was all about, you know, recipes and uh style and fashion and lifestyle very very goopy I was one of the Tiggs followers I thought her style on suits was great we were huge fans of Meghan Markle and then she became the Meghan Markle the Duchess of Meghan Markle so I just want to say that we knew her long before any of you did and Meg my Meg don't forget about your fans that you had before your stardom and your claim to fame (laughs) but I want to say congratulations and mazel on your baby boy it's great 
uh, the boy, the kid looks cute from what we've seen in the blankets, and they seem happy. They seem great. But I want to read this story that I found. Uh, it's our Not All Heroes Wear Capes section of the podcast for the week. There is a woman in Houston. Her name is Tanya Ricardo. Uh, she is an oil industry professional in Houston, and she recently underwent six hours. Let me say that again. Six hours of plastic surgery to get eight different procedures done to look like a body and face double of the Meghan Markle. This is a girl, she, if you read this article, she wants to look and be exactly like her. And she, to do this, she went under the knife and underwent six hours of surgery to get all of these procedures done, including liposuction under her chin, And on her stomach, hips, and lower back, she got a Brazilian butt lift and cheek contouring and filler. She said, quote, Megan has these great curves. What I want is to achieve the same thing through here, Ricardo said, while pointing at her hips and midsection, and get rid of this so that I have a great flat stomach. Ricardo admitted her decision to become a Duchess double has sparked strong reactions from friends and family. She said, quote, they say I'm very crazy for doing this, but I don't care. Well, Tanya, you are crazy. But you are also my hero for the week. I would never have the balls to do something like this. I am a huge celebrity freak. I could probably make a list of celebrities that I would want to look exactly like. But I would never have the balls to do it. And I think doing this, if it makes her happy and it makes her look good, then by all means, girl, go ahead and do it. But it is a little crazy. And I know a lot of people have done this in the past to their faces to look like celebrities like Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton. And while they do it and they do look like them, they look like uh, serial psycho killer versions of them, (laughs) which is fine. But the whole thing is, is nuts. And I'm actually looking at the article right now and I'm looking at a photo of this girl and she looks nothing like her. (laughs) I don't know if this is a before shot. I don't think it's a before shot. So I hope that all this money and all these procedures didn't go to waste because she does not look like her at all. But I have to say she is my hero for the week. I kind of secretly love this. And in another life, I would probably do something like this. I'm not gonna lie. I know everyone's like, what the fuck you really would? Yes, yes. Sheila, I re- I really would. Um, so there you go. Tanya, girl, you are the not all heroes wear capes winner of the week. You and Cersei Lannister, my heroes for the week. Wow, I am on a roll. Jesus Christ, I really, really need to look inward. Okay, we are now going to get into the Bravo reality TV section of the podcast this week. And I am so, so happy to announce that one of the best shows on Bravo and one of the best reality TV shows of our time is back. Southern Charm 
if you are a reality TV junkie, whether it's Bravo, whether it's Housewives, whether it's The Bachelor, whether it's Vanderpump Rules, whether it's The Amazing Fucking Race, (laughs) and if you love reality TV and you are not watching the show, put down everything and start binge watching the show on Hulu. This show is amazing. And I think last season was probably the best season of the show and one of the best seasons of reality TV in the history of reality TV. This show gives us everything. It gives us romantic relationships but on a whole other level it gives us custody battles it gives us uh drug accusations it gives us uh friends that are sleeping with each other it gives us villains that are on another level it gives us fights that you would never see coming uh all happening in the south in beautiful charleston in a place where you never think some of this would be happening um, I love this show. I've always said that this is probably one of the best shows on the channel. And I am 100% right about that. And I'm so glad it's back. And we have all of our characters that are back. We have some new characters that are back. We got to start by talking about Queen Catherine Dennis. Now, if you are a fan of this show and you're watching and you saw the premiere and you've been watching the past few seasons, uh, Catherine Dennis is somebody that has lived a hundred lives. I think this is a quote from Cameron on the show. She's literally lived a hundred lives. This girl came on the show in season one. She wasn't even a cast member. She came on as I would say like a background member. She showed up at a uh, party on the show and she was courted by the two grossest guys on the show. Um, T Rav, who is now off the show because he is, uh, he was arrested for rape accusations and drug accusations. And he's the grossest man on the planet. She was courted by him. She was 21. He was like 53. Uh, She was also courted by Whitney, who's the other grossest guy on the show. Although I think Whitney is secretly brilliant because I think all of you know he produces the show. He's not a main cast member anymore, but he's he's like a secondary cast member, but he's in all the scenes. His mom is a huge star on the show, and I think he orchestrates the show very, very well, but he's still gross. So she was courted by these two guys in the first season. Um... She fell in love with T-Rav, even though, yes, you heard that right. She was 21. He was like 53. They uh, started a romantic relationship. She then got pushed to a main cast member because of this. But then her life went to shambles. She got pregnant with his first child. This is all happening on screen. And then she was kind of like his... um, I think it was very weird. It was kind of like she was her, his prisoner in like the weirdest, darkest way I've ever seen. Um, she was living in his house, but she would live in like the basement with the kid and he would live upstairs and they showed all this on the show and it was so creepy, but it was like a train wreck and you uh, didn't really want to watch, but it was really hard not to watch. Uh, and everybody turned against her because he would talk a lot of crap about her to all the other cast members. And she was still really young. And when they all did like the cast get togethers and cast trips, she would like 
go crazy and off the deep end because he all he said was lies about her but she what could she do she had a kid with this person and it, it was really dark and really deep and then after all that happened she had another kid with him and it just got crazier and crazier and crazier and then um they finally like cut ties and ended it and they went through a custody battle and then he got accused of all this shit and he got arrested and she uh then separated herself from him um but the whole thing was like dark and disturbing and crazy to watch and it was all unfolding on the show which was Unfucking real, but she came out as victorious. She, I'd like to say, she came out as like the rising phoenix of the show, and now she's a queen. I think the way she carries herself is great, and I think the way she's come out of this on top is TV gold. Uh, last season, we had uh, an all-time villain, not only T. Rav, but also T. Rav's girlfriend. Ashley or better known as Trashley uh, he brought her around uh, to poke at Catherine and the rest of the cast and I think that helped in terms of Catherine rising to the top this Trashley girl was just that she was pure trash the way she treated Catherine was unreal uh, she's a horrible human being if you haven't watched last season go watch last season it was in insane this girl was insane and apparently she makes um, appearances this season as well um what else is going on in this show we got all the players we got good old craig craig is gorgeous i love him i think he might be on my celebrity list you know how people say they have like their celebrity list if they ever met these celebrities their husband or wife would get them a pass um i actually think craig would be on my list <laughs> yes he would be up there ahead of you know Channing tatum ryan reynolds you know it'd be Channing tatum ryan reynolds and then craig amazing <laughs> But he just got back from a trip, like a excursion, like an eat, pray, love excursion in the Bahamas. Uh, so he's back and looking better than ever. His ex-girlfriend, Naomi, who I also really like, she has a new hot boyfriend. Uh, and they kind of dip their toes into that. I'm very curious to see how that evolves in the rest of the season between her, Craig, and this new boyfriend. Um, you got... Austin, oi, Austin. Austin got himself into a little bit of trouble. He has a new girlfriend, but there was some videos that leaked uh, this past year of the girlfriend showing up at his apartment, and he was cheating on her with two other girls, and it was all over the blogs and and all over everywhere. And they're he's just gonna try to save himself with that over this whole season. I'm not buying it. He's a little bit of a secret monster. I, I don't really trust that guy. Uh, then you have Shep, who's, you know, he's same old Shep. He's a almost 40-year-old guy who just constantly uh, wants to hook up with as many girls as possible, which it's crazy. <laughs> um, you have Cameron. I love Cameron. I, I love Cameron. And I don't really care that, her, you know, her husband's not on the show. He's never been on the show. She doesn't really go deep into that part of her life. And on any other show, they'd be like really pissed about that. But for some reason, Cameron handles it very well. If you're not too familiar with the show, Cameron was actually a real world alum. 
uh, I forget which season she was. She was in the same season as uh, celebrity Jamie Chung, who's in a bunch of movies and things now. Uh, but Cameron was on the same season as her, and then she started on Southern Charm, and she has been a breath of fresh air for the past six or seven seasons this show has been on. She has been great. Uh, you also have Chelsea, who is also a delight. You know, Chelsea Chelsea is great. I really like her, but she our storylines are pretty dull and lackluster. I mean, the thing she had with Austin was was interesting to watch, but I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen to Chelsea. But she she's fine. She's average. She's She's fine in my eyes. Gotta talk about Danny. Girl, Danny. This is somebody that's been on the show since season one. Uh, she doesn't stir up too much drama, but she's always in the mix and always around. And she's always friends with everybody in the cast. And she's great, but they never give her a lead cast role. Justice for Danny. I mean, come on. What does this girl have to do? Does she have to literally punch somebody to get on the show does she have to throw a glass like what the hell does this girl have to do to be on the show I kind of feel bad for her that she's not on the show I hope she's getting paid for the show um but she is once again not a full-time cast member um so yeah and then we have Patricia who is Whitney's mom who's kind of like the surrogate and the mother figure of all these people uh it's a little creepy but she is kind of funny she has her butler Michael who is a riot uh, this woman, I think she's worth like $20 million. Uh, she lives in Charleston and in the first episode, she had all of them over for a dinner to welcome Whitney back to Charleston. Cause I guess Whitney was away for the whole year or something. Um, and it was a great way to introduce all the characters back. It was a great way to get them all together. We were also introduced to a new character, Eliza, who will be the villain of this season. Uh, this girl is like 18 years old. <laughs> um, and she is family friends with T-Rav. I do remember this girl from like two seasons ago. She was in like one scene with him when they were playing polo. Uh, she is already ridiculous. I already know I'm not going to like her. Uh, her extensions look terrible. If you guys watch the episode again, or if you watch it for the first time look at her hair very closely her extensions were not put in right I don't know who her stylist was but they did a terrible job but yeah she was stirring shit up with Catherine uh she was thought she was being funny she said something like they were all making fun of Shep because he like has sex with all these girls and he doesn't have any child out there in the universe. So they were all making fun of him about that. And then this Eliza chick out of the blue says, well, maybe Catherine should be your surrogate. And the whole table gasped and went silent. And Catherine was fucking pissed, which she should be. And then this Eliza chick tried to apologize to her after the dinner and Catherine let her have it and said, well, first of all, I didn't even know you were back in town. And something like, I don't need you to ride on my coattails. Boom mic drop it was amazing queen catherine all the way like i said this show always delivers i am probably going to do some southern charm recaps in one of my upcoming episodes this summer uh that's how much i love this show i'm gonna dedicate an episode or two to do a full southern charm recap so be on the lookout for that but i'm very excited the show is back and it's gonna be amazing
Okay, I'm not going to talk about Vanderpump Rules. I'm actually going to leave that for next week when the entire reunion concludes. I'm also not going to touch on Beverly Hills this week because while I've always said it's been a thrilling season this season so far, uh, when Lisa Vanderpump pulled out a lie detector test at the end of the last episode, I was literally yelling at the TV and said, what the fuck is going on? And it made me so upset and just really made me prove my point about her throughout the entire season. So it made me a little angry. So I'm not going to talk about that either. <laughs> um, and on that note, I'm going to wrap it up. We touched on all our queens. This episode is dedicated to all of the queens this week. Um you guys, next week is our Memorial Day extravaganza. I am going to kick off the Lax Awareness Summer with none other than Stephen Philip Friedman. Yes, that's right. I'm going to have Steve on the podcast. A lot of you have requested Steve on the podcast because you have said that him and I have very good banter. So your wish is my command. He will be on next week to celebrate the summer of lax awareness so get ready for that we also have a lot of guests coming up i have a lot of guests in the works and they are good guests too so get excited it's going to be a really fun summer so make sure you guys give me a five-star rating on itunes make sure you follow me on instagram i am on instagram at freeds f-r-i-e-d-s 26 thank you for sponsoring the o next shabbat we will see you guys